Can you hit eight for me, please? Thank you. Hmm. That's weird. I don't recognize you. That is weird. Because I recognize you, Simon. Where have you been, mate? I've been riding these elevators all day waiting for you. What's this about? I need to have a word with your boss, Doug Newsham. How do we make that happen? Literally any way you'd like that keeps me alive and out of the hospital. I swear to God, Simon, if that's not a proper store-bought scone, you can turn right back around and- Hello, Douglas. Shit. Not today. I'll make it simple for you. I know you're a man with a healthy amount of connections and you always have your ear to the ground. So tell me, who has the owl? Never thought I'd see it. I mean, I know the old adage is, turn over a rock and you're bound to find a few snails. But wow, they've really convinced you shellbacks to sell out your own. Tell me something, Mac. How do the Masons get a snail like you to join in on all that Freemason be a good builder, we can do it bullshit? Who has the owl? Who has the owl, Newsham? Who? 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 <laughs> a few... <laughs> A few weeks ago in Kansas City, this asshole came up to me in a bathroom at one of the fucking weirdo conventions, conspiracy con or some shit like that. And? The guy told me he kidnapped a Freemason, wanted to know what he should do next. And he came to you for that instruction? Yeah, something like that. What did you tell him? I don't know. I, uh, I think I told him to eat my shit or something. I can't really remember. What did you tell him? Nothing! I told the son of a bitch to fuck off, and he fucked right off! Never saw him again! What else? Listen, man, I know you're just doing your job, but I've got no reason to lie to you. I mean, I know I'm a disinformation agent, but I just say whatever they pay me to say. I'm a hired distraction, not a hitman. And I'm damn sure not a kidnapper. And this mysterious bathroom kidnapper, they have a name? Uh, Dunning. Randy Dunning. Was that so hard? Ow! Uh, lay another hand on me, Shellback, and I swear I'll be wearing your face at the next Bohemian Grove Low Jinx comedy show! Now, see, why would you say that? You just never know when to shut up, do you, Newsham? Longtime Shot Jock radio host and anti gravity activist Douglas Newsham, dead at 42. Cancel culture strikes again. Tom, I can't believe that in today's day and age. Two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason. Episode 15, Multi-Level Malevolence. Written and created by Jeremy Ellert. Starring Zane Shatt, Jack Carmichael, Graham Rowett, Lauren Grace Thompson, Matthew Woodcock, Maya Murphy, Brian Philbrook, David Alt, Rob Schwal, Stephen Cullen, Abby Espiritu, Michelle Lilia Tan, Gabrielle Atkins, Phil Sherwood, Su Ling Chan, Stephen Indrasano, Ariel Hack, Faith Daugan. If this is your first time joining us, please go back and start with episode one. Welcome to Smallwood Books. This week we're having a sale on romantic dystopian space fiction. Hey, how's it going? I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. Uh, let me know if you need help finding anything. Randy pulls out his phone and scrolls through the photos until he finds the one he's looking for. 
He zooms in on her face, studies it, as he moves through the sections, from romance to romantic mysteries to romantic horror to romantic clearance. A little bit further, and there's a room with no door. He enters. There's a long white folding table at the front of the room, alongside a big cardboard cutout poster of Walt's author headshot and the cover of the centaur sitting on an easel. In front of all that are roughly two dozen folding chairs, all empty, except one. Randy double-checks the image on his phone. It's her. It's Walter's daughter, Darby Clay. Are you here for the Walter Clay reading? Yes. Uh, am I in the wrong place? Sorry, I didn't know where to... No, no, you're good. Um, I was just actually sent over here to... Um... Sort of let you, or the audience, rather, know that he... Is everything okay? Oh, everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. It's actually great news for Mr. Clay. Yeah? Oh, yeah. He had to skip out on his reading event because he was called in for an emergency meeting with some bigwigs from Double. The Double? Like, if you're not seeing Double, you're not seeing it. Double? The one and only. They're looking to expand their streaming library of modern westerns, and they really fell in love with the centaur. The centaur? The centaur. His book. That's the name of his book. Oh, right. Sorry, I just, uh, it used to be called something totally different. I remember this story when it was about a girl growing up on the moon and dreaming of moving to Earth. It's amazing how stories can change over time. It was called The Moon is Full of It. (laughs) Appropriate title. So they're really thinking of turning his novel into a TV show? Or a feature film. Yeah, it's uh, still pretty early in the negotiation process, but between you and me, things are looking promising. Randy gives Darby a thumbs up and uses his other hand to conceal the thumbs up from prying eyes, as if he shouldn't even be showing it to her. I was starting to get worried since it was past seven and I was still sitting here alone. (laughs) Yeah, somebody should have come and let you know. I'm, I'm sorry about that. The name's Frank, by the way. Frank Ducks. Nice to meet you, Frank. My name's Derby. Derby Clay. Wow! I I didn't even real. Wow! You're hit. Wow! The Derby Clay, Walt's daughter from the dedication page. I. It, it is so nice to meet you. Walter has told me so much about you. It me. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Uh, so, do you work with Walter? Starting to. Starting to. Yeah. Um. First time I met Walt, I just. Knew he had something special hidden deep down inside of him. He just needed the right person to reach down his throat and rip it out of there for him. (laughs) You know? Are you his agent? Agent? Yeah, are you his agent or is it manager? I'm sorry, I don't really know the difference. (laughs) Me either, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Parasitic sons of bitches. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm I'm actually Walt's um, producer. And writing partner. How exciting. Should you not be there with him then at the meeting? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I'm headed right after this. I just needed to pick up a copy of the book. There we go. Forgot to bring a copy with us. <laughs> Probably be pretty hard to pitch a story without the book, right? Actually, no. I mocked up some pretty sweet graphics. Triple-A quality work. I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but these graphics entertain as much as they inform. Toot toot. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) 
Well, I won't keep you any longer than I already have. Um, if you see my dad, just tell him I said hello and that I'll call him sometime soon. Walt really wanted to come tonight. It's literally breaking his heart. But unfortunately, those TV execs locked him up in that meeting and they're just not going to be able to let him out. It's okay. I mean, how could someone turn down an opportunity like that? That's true, but being a dad is a hell of an opportunity, too. Aw, I don't think mine saw it that way. We all deserve a second chance. A level set. Level set. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Have a wonderful day, Miss Clay. And also be sure to Google 200 proofs in the flat truth. What? I'll send you some links! Randy power walks away, like innocent people are known to do. He's a few steps from the front entrance, when Steve calls out to him from behind the counter. Sir, are you gonna pay for that book? Randy looks back over his shoulder like a surprised chipmunk, and in that moment, Steve and Randy both know he's not paying for shit. Randy slams through the front entrance, turns the corner, and books it down a back alley. Mild-mannered Steve hops over the counter with scary, surprising athleticism. Not today, you ding-dong. And gives chase. Steve knows we're not supposed to chase shoplifters, right? Hi, I'm Amari with Alley Oils, and I have an exciting new opportunity I'd love to share with you folks. What's your name? What are you on right now? That's a beautiful name. What are you on right now? Do you like to feel beautiful? What are you on right now? Oh, you know I do. Um, why is Steve even worried about this guy? Five bucks says he catches him. You know, if you need extra money to pay the bills, I just recently became an Alley Oils consultant, and I'd be happy to extend this opportunity to a good friend like you. Insert name. He got away. Bastard hit me with a spinning sidekick like we were playing Double Dragon. Is my face red? I can't tell. I've probably got a dang old shoe print on my face. Would anyone like to see what Alley Oil's products I brought with me? I can also demonstrate how I use them in my everyday life for things like removing dang old shoe prints from my face. Wait for them to respond. Um, I I gotta go check something in the back. Great. Well, my personal favorite is the orange peppermint, which promotes vitality and vivaciousness. Tell me something. What are you on right now? Do you like to be in control of your own destiny? You okay, Ah, man? Yes. Right as rain. I'm gonna be honest with you, Wally. You look like old mop water. Like the personification of old mop water. I'm okay. He was not okay. He was not okay at all. Walter Clay began to slowly transform into the owl. Over the years, the owl has been known by many different names. The Beast of Longwood. The Mothman of Point Pleasant. The Dragon of St. Lawrence. But those in the know know its true name to be the Owl of Euclid. 
described by eyewitnesses as having red glowing eyes, 10-foot wings covered with hard, almost bark-like feathers. What skin still remained visible was stretched tight over its bones. Walter Clay would soon fully transform into this monstrosity, and there's not a Ventura brand cage in the entire Ventura brand exotic animal cage lineup capable of containing the owl. Not even a gorilla cage, in case you were wondering. Okay, now this guy is saying that Freemasons control the freaking weather. The weather? Like, come on, my dude. Who believes crap like that, right, Wally? If Randy would have turned away from the computer screen for even a moment, he might have noticed that Walt's transformation was already well underway. Walt's eyes have yellowed, and soon they'd be glowing red. Walt's fingers have grown to twice their length, the nails getting darker and sharper. Feathers have begun ripping through the skin of his armpits, his back hardening like stone, forming the roots from which the owl's wings would soon grow. Now he's bringing up the Knights Templar. Dude, when we're talking about Freemasons and you start bringing up the Knights Templar, it's like, now I automatically know you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> An actual monster slowly takes form just behind Randy's back. It festers and grows under his own nose and in his own home. But Randy has preoccupied himself with the flame war at his fingertips. You can spend your entire life living in a world that's not at all the one you really want to live in. It's a behavior some folks learn to take on too young. Randy's world was never the one he wanted to be living in, so he's always looked for some other world to hide in, some other explanation for why the world was the way it was. And now, a word from our sponsor. Meanwhile, across town at Birdie's Pets and More, Millie creeps through the alleyway behind the strip mall. She's dressed all in black, wearing a ski mask and carrying a gas can. Oh, and it's 3am. Nothing good happens after midnight when you're dressed in all black and carrying a gas can. Nothing. But Millie hadn't learnt that lesson yet. Hey, Mr. Dumpster. Sorry I don't have anything for you tonight. At least, not yet. You've got no other options. Millie, are you sure you want to do this? You don't understand, Mr. Dumpster. I have to burn it all down. There's no other way out of this. What about you? And all the animals? Shut up, Trish Brith. You don't have to resort to name-calling, Right. I appreciate that. But I think the person you should really be apologizing to is yourself, Millie. You've been working non-stop for almost four years. You did your best. Even if the pet store goes under, it doesn't mean you're a failure. I never said I thought it was a failure. 
I love all the animals. You know I do, but if I remove all of them before setting the pet store on fire, then the insurance company is going to have some questions. Like, where are all the tiny hipster bones? No animal deserves to die like that, Millie. Why don't you just stay out of this, you dumpster? Because I care about you. And I care about Gil and all the animals. We're a family. If you're really my family, then you'll understand why I need to do this. Goodbye, Mr. Dumpster. You're better than this, Millie. guys insurance companies be damned I'll think of something hold on I've got gotcha. you here we go freedom don't worry little guy no one's ever gonna keep you locked up again come on out it's okay what's the worst that could happen Millie creeps over to the side storage room and puts an ear to the door. It's three in the morning! What are you doing here? Level up your downline. Level up your life. Level up your downline. Level up your life. Gail! Hey, hun. Funny running into you here. Hey, hun. Hello. Again. Millie. How would you like to become a business owner? How would you like to become a business owner? I am a business owner, hun, and you're not a boss, babe. You're a goddamned Amalema. A claw forms from the darkness behind Gale and swipes at Millie. Siri, download flashlight app. Downloading flashlight app. Siri, download flashlight app. Downloading flashlight app. No. Siri, download Spotlight app. Downloading Spotlight app. Hey, hon. Here you are, you shadow bested. I hope you enjoy your time in the spotlight. If they just just try try the the product. product. (laughs) 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 Wake up, wake up, Dale. The market, the market was just saturated. I, I, oh, hey, Millie, what are you doing here? Spotlight app. The light's so bright you can hear it. Gonna have to remember to give them five stars. 
What was that thing? Gail, I don't mean to alarm you, but I think you might have been possessed by an emelema. A what? Nemelema is an evil spirit that preys on folks' desire to be independent, self-made business owners. A multi-level malevolent being, pure greed. These things will do nothing but suck you dry in, not in the good way. How long did it have a hold of me? I don't know. I just found you like this. Oh, my eyes are burning through my skull. What time is it? It's like four-something. In the morning. Four? Yeah. Looks like those Emma spirits have been making all kinds of irresponsible and unnecessary purchases on my credit cards as well. They hadn't come in when I did. Who know what kind of balances they might have wrecked up. Why did you come in so early? Police called me. Said something tripped off the security alarm. Oh. Why does it smell like gasoline? Tick-tock goes a clock. Tick-tock. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Written and created by Jeremy Ellett Actor Direction by Danielle Ellett The opening and closing theme for Two Flat Earthers are both by Gladrags Special thanks to our associate producers Daniel Naruta and Anthony Sigmund Lowry. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, please leave us a rating, review, codex, or riddle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. If you aren't able to leave a rating or review, then please go into your backyard, the street, or a field and shout compliments about the show. If you plan on leaving a one-star rating or review on the podcast, we recommend instead that you simply fuck off and listen to something else. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.